Hello and welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. I'm your host Tom Masters and our guest today is Palmer Kippola. She's the author of the best-selling book Beat Autoimmune. She's a certified functional medicine health coach who has helped many people reverse and prevent autoimmune conditions based on her own two-decade battle to successfully beat multiple sclerosis. Welcome. I'd like to welcome back Palmer Kipolop. She is a woman who is an author and certified functional medicine health coach, and she's helped people reverse and prevent autoimmune autoimmune conditions based on her own two-decade battle to successfully beat multiple sclerosis. She's the author of best-selling book, Beat Autoimmune, which is a powerful forward by functional medicine pioneer, Mark Hyman. So we had Palmer on the podcast last week. She has a very powerful personal story, and she has done coursework with the Institute for Functional Medicine, HeartMath, Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. Today, she collaborates with naturopathic doctors to provide one-on-one total health recovery programs for clients in the United States over Zoom. She also has a comprehensive, holistic, and self-paced online program called Beat Autoimmune Academy to help people accelerate time to a vibrant life. So in between the breaks, Palmer pointed out that she sort of healed, she sort of happened upon the the circumstances of healing by luck. That's also my story. I got lucky to come out of it. And both of it pursued working backwards to find out the reason why. So Palmer, welcome back. Um, Your story is very compelling. And your healing journey basically the, the one of the turning points is around 2010, about 13 years ago. Did I hear that correctly? That's right. That that's right. That was the the pivotal moment where I found my linchpin trigger, which happened to be gluten, removed it, and have not had an MS symptom ever since. And I would encourage you to listen to the first podcast because we went in a little bit of what multiple sclerosis is. It's basically a neurological disorder where your body is attacked by its own immune system. It can attack any part of the nervous system. Multiple sclerosis is the great mimicker. It can do anything. Any symptom can be caused because different parts of the nervous system can be attacked randomly. It can come and go. There's different forms of it. Palmer had a rather remarkable, challenging form of it. And she is basically not only symptom-free, she's thriving at a point you never know she ever had MS. And that's after, what, 26 years of suffering, Palmer? That's right. So what I'd like to do is focus this time on sort of the science of why and how you could heal, and then what you do now to help people heal themselves. Perfect setup, David. Thank you. Well, like you, um, when I had my recovery, it was, I had such cognitive dissonance, that feeling, you know, when you feel something in your body to be true, but you had been told by other people. I had six neurologists over those 26 years saying, there's nothing you can do except take medication. And yet my felt experience was, wow, there was so much that I could do. How is this possible that an average woman like me could beat this, this dire neurodegenerative condition? So I quit my job. I was in sales and marketing for high tech. That's what I did. I was not a health person at all. But this caused me to become really intensely curious. So I spent my days digging into PubMed, which is a a biomedical database. It's free to anybody that wants to access it. 
because I wanted to figure out how is it possible that one could have this kind of experience. And I found empowering science that I thought should have made front page news, hasn't even made really back page news, but the first of which is epigenetics, which I know you you talk about with your buddy, Bruce Lipton. Um, and this is remarkable because we've been told that our DNA is our destiny, that what your mom and dad had, your aunt, uncle, well, you're destined to get that too. And it's such a disempowering way to live because you just think, well, I'm eventually I'm going to get that too. Like everybody says, oh, you know, diabetes is inevitable. I'll get that. You know, we'll, we'll all get, no, this is not inevitable. It turns right. out it's the environment that matters most. It gives direction to the little antenna on every cell in your body as to whether or not the environment is safe or harmful, threatening. And so this puts the opportunity for our health outcomes squarely into our own hands. So when, with the food we eat, the thoughts we think, what we drink, how much sleep we get, the two hours of sleep we miss a night have profound consequences in terms of whether or not our genes, our inflammatory genes get expressed or not. And so that is the first piece of empowering science I found was that epigenetics supersedes this concept of genetics, that you're not destined to get something. Well, can I mention a couple of things that what epigenetics is, is that you have DNA sequence that determines the production of proteins. But what Bruce Lipton points out so clearly is that the DNA is just there to receive signals from the membrane of the cell. In other words, the membrane of the cell interacts with the environment and it sends signals to the DNA to do what it's supposed to do. So just because the DNA is there doesn't mean anything. That's right. So it's the environment that says to the DNA, do this, this, and this. Then epigenetics is that you get chemical reactions on the side chains of the DNA. So it's expressed differently. And that's again, affected by your environment. We also know that it's chronic stress is what causes symptoms, illness, and disease. So we can deal with acute stress. The problem with chronic stress is that there's no break point. So you get worn down, worn down, worn down, and your body doesn't have a chance to refuel to fight another day. And so again, DNA is there, does not mean anything. It's how you process your environment that makes the biggest difference. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And the, the second piece of science that I found that was just incredible is that there's actually an autoimmune equation. And this is crazy. I, I don't know how many people know that there's an autoimmune equation, but in, I want to say in the 2005 timeframe, a researcher by the name of Alessio Fasano, who's now at Harvard Medical School and his team, they were in Maryland. They found the third element in the equation necessary for autoimmune conditions to occur. We know that genes play some small percentage role in the development or the, the risk factor for autoimmunity. The second piece is these, what scientists call mysterious environmental factors. If you look up any study, like for, you know, how to heal and solutions for autoimmune conditions, you'll see mysterious environmental disorders uh, or factors rather. But the third thing, like scientists didn't understand how those two worlds collided, the genes and the environmental factors, until Dr. Fasano found that it's intestinal hyperpermeability, which is simply known as a leaky gut. So he was able to prove that if you flip the equation, you remove those environmental factors and you heal and seal the gut, that you can actually arrest and then resolve the autoimmune disorder, potentially reverse it. 
So the equation to getting one is you have the genes, you have some sort of environmental factors, plus a leaky gut equals autoimmunity. The exciting part, again, if you flip the equation, we'll always have the genes for it, doesn't matter. We remove the environmental factors, we heal our guts, and we have the potential for healing. So I had followed that autoimmune equation unknowingly. I removed a lot of the chronic stress. I removed the inflammatory foods for me. In large part, the big baddie was gluten. And I reversed the expression of MS in my body. And I'm clear to say that I'll always have the genes, the underlying genes for MS. And what's fascinating is my birth father has MS. Okay. He's not interested in finding and removing his environmental factors. Got it. But it's interesting to note, right? There is a genetic component. And the third factor of the science that I found so fascinating, I was on a quest now, how much of it is genes versus how much is personal responsibility? I really set out on a mission for this one, David, because I wanted to know how much is my responsibility versus my genes. And it turns out there's actually um, a part in the CDC that says, I found a report that said, unfortunately, your genes only make up 10% of your health outcomes. The rest is up to your environmental situation. Right. And even more recent research in the cancer realm shows that it's only 5% genetic, maybe, and 95% is up to the human being, the person, me, who is responsible. So I found that in enormously empowering in all three of these scientific nuggets show how it's possible to reverse these quote unquote incurable autoimmune diseases. Well, there's also a research paper out of Texas, which is pretty profound, sort of a summary paper of the um, the inflammatory research. But Dr. Danzer looked at the term called resilience. And there's four factors that flat out lower inflammatory markers. One's that we talked about hope and optimism does that. The second one is community, you know, family and friends. <clears throat> the third one is a positive attitude outlook, not positive thinking, but can do moving forward. And the final one, which is the biggest factor I think in healing is a sense of control. So, you know, you heard my lines that anxiety is the pain. Anxiety is the sensation generated by your fight or flight physiology. And the answer to anxiety is control. A sense of control is anti-inflammatory. So everybody that heals in my world, and also sounds like in your world, has taken control of their care. Right. And that means you have to quit blaming. That's why anger is such a big issue. Because by definition, if you're angry, you're a victim and you're blaming something, a person, whatever. So it turns out that 9% of people on disability and in chronic pain are still angry at the person or situation that caused the problem. 90%. So if you're going to hold on to that, you might be right. But I've always pointed out the more legitimate your anger, anger, the more destructive it is. Well, anger is also a physiological state where your body's in really big fight or flight. And so you just nailed it where the biggest factor in healing, in my observation, is simply taking charge and responsibility for your own care. Yeah. Another, obviously, other factors that we talked about, like diet, exercise, et cetera, are also huge deals. But until you take full responsibility for every aspect of every, aspect, every part of your life, emotional and physical, you can't heal. So beautifully said, I, I really, I'm actually writing it down because while I know this, I just feel like this needs to be said again and again and again. And I think that 
even the best of us feel some resentment or feels, you know, we may not have looked at this thing about our own anger. I, I think there's also a sense of people with autoimmune disorders that are angry with their own bodies for betraying them. Right. And here's the thing. This is not something that your body is doing to you. The symptoms are simply messages letting you know that something is out of balance that needs looking at. So you actually should be thanking your symptoms for letting you know. It's like it's like looking at lights that come on on the dashboard of your car. You wouldn't get out a hammer and start taking it to your dashboards and being angry with the dashboard for a light coming. It's like, oh, thank you for letting me know the engine light is on. I really need to pop the hood and look at what's going on in the car. So right. I think reframing this from anger to curiosity about what's happening, why is this happening, is a pathway in. Well, right. The symptoms just reflect, reflect your body's physiology and anger is a sensation generated. It's a correlate of your body's physiology. It's not the cause. It fact out when you're angry. I mean, anger is where the humans use to describe this extreme fight or flight. That's it. So it's the result of stress. It's not the cause. And so you're fighting back. And so my thing is, I just teach people to read their bodies. For me, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, these skin rashes pop up or my ears start to ring. So I don't look at those as, um, they're just signals. I may, I may not feel anxious, but guess what? My ears are ringing. So obviously I'm triggered by something. So you just learn to read your body. So when your symptoms flurry, go, okay, this is my body telling me that something's going on. And that's really all it is, is an empirical signal. So you have a set of concepts called um, the FIGHTS framework. Yep. What, what is that? So it's it's what ended up manifesting after I found this exciting science. And I kept seeing the term mysterious environmental factors. And I thought, this is not a mystery. Let's figure out what they are. So I continued to d dive into the research and I just wrote everything down. You know, I wrote down sugar and all of these inflammatory factors cause or are highly correlative with autoimmune conditions. The ACEs studies, which is the adverse childhood experience, all correlate very strongly with the development of autoimmunity. So I just wrote everything down. I wrote everything down. And when I set out to write the book, I wanted to come up with a, a way of a mnemonic, if you will, a word that would represent the categories that people really needed to consider, because these were things that my clients were doing again and again, and they were healing once they were addressing these things. And the word that emerged is fights. And I lament that it didn't spell the word peace, but it was much more uh, metaphorically in line with my dad saying, honey, you can beat this thing. Uh, so fight stands for food, infections, gut health hormone balance, toxins, and stress, which is a huge category and sleep and trauma and all that are, are in that category. But that's that's the word. And- um, Wait, so Can you repeat that again for me? Fights stands for food, infections. These are chronic smoldering infections. Right. Gut health, okay. hormone balance, okay. toxins, and stress. Okay, I like it. So that's what I found. What's exciting about this is that they're both the, the two sides of the coin. It's the bad fights, which is how we get into the problem with the inflammatory foods. Um, it's the infections, the chronic smoldering ones, as I mentioned. It's poor gut health. It's we've decimated our microbiomes with antibiotics. 
So it's, that's a setup. Uh, hormones, low vitamin D is a hormone and mm -hmm. that's a huge setup for things like MS and other hormonal imbalances. Toxins can be anything from um, the big one that we're finding is the mold exposure and mycotoxins from that mold exposure, but also heavy metals. And then the stress, which would be chronic stress in your everyday life without a sense of control or efficacy and the early childhood trauma, which actually increases your risk factor for developing autoimmune disorder. So the idea is that healing is a mind, body, spirit adventure. You can't just cherry pick one of those things. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to deal with food. Most people with an autoimmune condition, if they want to do something to help themselves, they'll look at food and they'll look at stress and maybe they'll start exercising more. Not sufficient, not sufficient. So I found specific infections that correspond with different autoimmune disorders, which is just, it's all in the literature. For anybody that wants to find this stuff, it is all available. And I simply just tried to make it an easier path to help people accelerate time to healing. So it covers a lot of territory and um, it, it actually is in your book, as you know, and of course stress is a big term. <clears throat> so let's take that off the table just for a second, because it's a process that you put people through is what I put people through and stress isn't the problem it's your reaction to it. And so you just, so the stress is the most stressful is the stress that you can't avoid. If you could control it, you would. So you learn how to process stress differently. You don't take things so seriously. It's not positive thinking. It's a link skill set to simply lower your body's chemistry. There's a, there's lots of ways of doing that. <clears throat> but I'm curious about the um, let's talk about the gut health just for a second, and um, just give me an overview that there's lots of different details to go after. Not everybody's going to go into the detail that you have. But do you have a, a way of people can approach this <clears throat> themselves where they can take control and start understanding their gut health and potential toxins to actually relieve that burden on the body? So again, remember, you get bad diet, your body's going to respond badly. It's going to fire up your inflammatory response, your inflammatory markers, and it's not going to go well. And so I do want to emphasize, like you do, that's not just one thing. So you have gut health, fine. That's not going to do it by itself. You have stress management, again, fine, but it's not going to do it by itself. It's the whole process. I mean, your whole body has to heal. So you can't do one thing and have 10 other things going wrong. So that's why you have to take charge, take control. You are unique. Each person's unique. So I guess my question is more the general approach. How do people start to learn how to take care of their own bodies? Because everybody's going to be so, so different. Gee, this is such a big question and it's so important. And I don't want people to feel overwhelmed that there is so much to do right. because I mentioned you have to go after every fights category, but they're all interrelated. And right. I'll just give you an example. Let's talk about the gut. So um, your small intestine is where we digest and absorb food. It gets into our body. And I mentioned that the leaky gut is the pathway to autoimmune problems. So in order to think about healing, we have to heal and seal the gut lining so that it is responding appropriately. And an important thing to note here is that about 75% of our immune systems are located right in the lining of our gut. And it's there for a very important reason, because that's the interface between what's outside of you and what's in your body. So we have this inner tube between our, one could argue it's our nose all the way down to the anus. 
Right. And that's outside our body. Correct. And the only time it comes into our body is when we let it in. But right. when we're allowing particles, protein particles that are too big to go breach that lining, which is only one cell thick at the epithelial layer, that's right. when the immune system goes on high alert. And it's super important for people to understand what's happening because that's when the immune system's like danger, 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 whether it's a gluten particle, whether it is somebody might react to cow dairy, it could be medications. The pharmaceutical industry is very smart. And actually chemotherapy drugs are engineered to create a leaky gut to get into the bloodstream faster. So these things that we're doing that we don't think anything of, the foods we eat, the medications we take, um, infections that we may have, candida overgrowth, all of these things create a leaky gut. And guess what else? So does chronic stress. So stress creates this hyperpermeable situation. So all of these things are factors. So when people say, what can I do to heal my gut? The first three things you need to do are remove, remove, remove. You simply cannot heal while you're continuing to treat your gut like a garbage disposal and get you know the processed food in there, the sugar, even excess fruit can be problematic for people that have an imbalance of gut bacteria, say yeast or even parasites, where that's their favorite food. So all you're doing is creating an environment and those things help to keep a gut leaky. And by the way, gluten, there was a study from 2015 that shows that gluten creates a leaky gut in anyone who eats it because it's about as- Say that again. Gluten creates a leaky gut in anyone who eats it. And here's here's a book on this, Gluten Freedom, Alessio Fasano, the man who came up with the autoimmune equation, showed in his study that gluten is as digestible as human hair. It's a protein that, you know, people say their guts are steel traps and some people do just fine with it. So I'm not saying that everybody needs to remove it. I'm saying if you know you've got an autoimmune disorder or if it runs in your family, we just know that it creates this extra permeable gut. And that is the pathway to creating all of these antibodies that are now, the antibodies are just missiles that are going after that protein, that gluten particle. And in a crazy mixed up, messed up kind of way at a molecular level, the gluten particle resembles your own thyroid gland, your own thyroid tissue or your myelin protein. So I want people to really understand what's happening, the mechanism of action of why is, what does it have anything to do? Gluten have anything to do with MS as an example. When you eat it, it goes through the lining of your gut, immune system goes on high alert to attack all those gluten particles. We have way more antibodies than we need because we've killed off the gluten particle, but the, the antibodies are roaming around in the bloodstream looking for a fight. They come upon tissue that resembles at a molecular level, the gluten particle, bang, bang, bang. These are just ones and zeros, but it's the same, whatever the scientific term is for the exact same sequence of numbers looks like thyroid tissue. So this is Hashimoto's thyroiditis. This is just a known mechanism of action. So when I say remove, 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 I I mean, you got to heal and seal the lining of your gut. And if you know things, you, you can make better decisions. So we could talk about this a lot. I mean, obviously your knowledge is quite impressive. Um, Just can you give us some final thoughts, just a broader message that you'd like to convey to the audience? 
Yeah. Yes, this is a lot. And again, I don't want people to be overwhelmed. I want people to be empowered with knowledge of what they can do to help themselves heal. And your comment about taking 100% responsibility, responsibility for your own life is, is really the opportunity. And I, the way that I view the MS now is as a gift because it helped me tremendously in viewing this was happening for me and not to me. So I was able to shift the perspective of why is this happening to me as a victim to, wow, what if this is happening for me? What if all of these symptoms were just encouraging me to keep going, to keep looking for answers? And then when I had this remarkable healing experience, I realized that's not so uncommon. This is possible for you too. I'm not... I'm not a unicorn. This is this is for anyone who takes responsibility, do your own research or make it easier. Just look at the book. I, I put in the years. I did years and years of research so you didn't have to find all this stuff. And I really, really tried to make it easy for you. But you got to educate yourself about what you can do, what's possible. And please, 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 I'm not faulting anyone for getting into the situation they're in. But once you know that these symptoms are not happening to you, that this is not a curse, this is not your body betraying you, this is an opportunity for you to become who you truly are, to become the authentic person that you were meant to be. And that's just, to me, the holy grail of this whole experience. Well, also remember, <clears throat> the body's reflecting is doing what it has to do to keep you alive. In other words, if, if you're being overwhelmed with toxins or if you happen to be intolerant to gluten, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Your body's going to respond in a way to keep you alive. And so if you can take away that threat to the body, it's going to heal. It's really that simple. You don't have to fix yourself. You just got to get, your, get out of the way of your body's healing. So if you continue to insult it, it can't heal. So Palmer, what can you tell us how to access your resources? I know your book is Beat Autoimmune, Six Ways to Reverse Your Condition and Reclaim Your Health. You also have a website. Which, what's the website? PalmerKippola.com is the website. I have blog posts. I've got a podcast. Um, there's lots of free resources and things that you can do for yourself. I have a food guide. You can access that at PalmerKippola.com forward slash gift. I put together this food guide because the biggest question I get is, um, what do I eat to beat an autoimmune condition? What do I eat? What do I take out? What do I keep? That that seems to be a really big starting point for a lot of people. And you can access that again, palmerkippola.com forward slash gift. And that's a great place to start is looking at your food. Um, yeah, those are places to find me. Great. Palmer, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really nicely done. And there's a lot of resources here. And for those of you who have the general feeling that autoimmune disorders are unsolvable, that is simply not true. And Palmer's living proof. So thank you. It was a joy to be with you. Thank you so much, David. I'd like to thank our guest, Palmer Kipola, for being on the show today and discussing her framework for healing from autoimmune conditions. I'm your host, Tom Masters, reminding you to be back next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. And in the meantime, be sure to visit the website at www.
backincontrol.com. Thanks for listening today and join us next week for Back in Control Radio. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.